From the brains behind Brains On, it's Smash Boom Best. The show for people with big opinions. Hi, I'm Molly Bloom, and this is Smash Boom Best, the show where we take two things, smash them together, and ask you to decide which one is best. We hope you're ready for today's rage and rivalry, because it's monstrous. In one corner, we've got that legendary lizard with atomic breath, Godzilla. And in the other, it's the gargantuan gorilla who scales skyscrapers, King Kong. Which monster will be crowned the Smash Boom Beast? Hard to say, but lucky for us, we've got Elijah from Chicago here to help us decide. Hi, Elijah. Hey. So, Elijah, when I say King Kong, what comes to mind? Kong Skull Island and how he was so protective of his island is just something that I'll never forget. And what about Godzilla? What comes to mind when I say Godzilla? When I hear Godzilla, I think of the fire coming out of his mouth. I think of the destruction of the cities. I think of, I just think a war god, a war demon. Mm. So would you say you already have a preference for one of these mighty monsters? Going into the debate, I don't think I have any preference. I think that they're both great and I just want to know more. Well, our debaters are going to try to persuade you today. So speaking of debate, are you a debater yourself? Yes, I've been debating since I was in the sixth grade. Um, I'm a junior now, so it's been a long, I think, five or six years. That is so cool. And so beyond the debate team, do you find yourself debating topics just like in your everyday life with friends and family? Yes, I always argue with my friends about like Nikki or Cardi or like Drake and Kanye (laughs) West. Like, it's a fight. (laughs) And so like, what kind of tactics do you use in those conversations to try to persuade them that you're right? People tell me I know how to sweet talk. So I always know how to make it sound good. Like, it just makes you just want to just think that I'm right just because of I'm saying it, you know? So you turn on the charm. I turn on the charm for sure. Excellent. Well, let's meet our charming debaters today. Here to defend that sci-fi showstopper Godzilla, it's radio producer and comedian Adoron Waldeslasi. Hi, Adoron. Hey, everybody. How are we doing today? We're doing great. Thank you so much for being here. So, in a single sentence, why is Godzilla the smash boom best? Here's a good one. Godzilla, laser beams, judo, homeowner, parent, kaiju. Mm, I'm intrigued. And here to represent the awesome ape King Kong, it's journalist and author Tom Weber. Hi, Tom. Hello, everybody. So, Tom, in one sentence, why is King Kong the coolest? The perfect mix of brute strength with a sympathetic streak that makes you just want to cuddle him. Excellent. Well, let's review the rules of the game. Round one is the Declaration of Greatness, where our debaters will present fact-filled arguments in favor of their side. They'll also get 30 seconds each to rebut their opponent's statement. Then we've got the Micro Round, where each team will respond to a creative assignment they received in advance. Round three is the Sneak Attack, a surprise challenge debaters will respond to on the spot. And to wrap it all up, we've got the Final Six, where each team will have just six words to sum up the glory of their side. Our judge, Elijah, will award two points in the first round, one for his favorite rebuttal, one for his preferred declaration, and then he'll award one point in each round after that. But he'll keep his decisions top secret until the end of the debate. Listeners, we want you to judge too. Mark down your points as you listen. At the end of the show, head to our website, smashboom.org, and vote for whichever team you think won. Okay, everybody, are you ready? Yes! So excited. I'm ready. I need somebody to show me what's really the best. Then it's time for the... Declaration of Greatness. 
our debaters will present the most fascinating facts and awesome arguments in favor of their side. We flipped a coin, and Aron, you're up first. Tell us why Godzilla is the greatest. Godzilla goes by many names. Japan's favorite kaiju, the Thunder Lizard, the Scourge of the Pacific. But in order to find out who he really is, we asked some of Godzilla's closest colleagues. The giant monsters, King Ghidorah, Mothra, and of course, Mechagodzilla. What can I say about Godzilla? He's terrifying. He's monstrous. He is the baddest lizard in show business. One time, he literally threw me over his shoulder. I was stunned. I remember that. That was crazy. You're huge with three heads and he just... Whipped me around like I was a bag of laundry. Unbelievable. One time, he absorbed the soul of his friend and shot me with a laser. Which laser beam? The red spiral one. Yeah, that one stings a lot, buddy. He's just so... Powerful? Terrifying. Right behind ya! It's Godzilla. Run for your lives. Running for your life makes sense because Godzilla is the baddest monster out there. Like a cold-blooded Nicolas Cage, he's been in over 30 films, meaning Godzilla has the longest-running film franchise in history. He's also been in dozens of comics and a few video games. He's fought everything, from the Avengers to his own clone, and won! And it's no wonder he's over 900 feet tall. He can regenerate when he's hurt, he can throw up a force field for periods of time, and most notably, he can shoot lasers from his mouth. He's also been known to hit his foes with jump kicks, wrestling holds, and judo moves. Probably because the actor who originally played Godzilla has a black belt in judo. Not to get too meta, but early on, Godzilla was played by a guy in a rubber suit, and that man had an actual black belt in judo. So he uses the moves all of the time. Come on, pal. That's how you got started. Thank you. But how did Godzilla get all these powers? One word. Sorry, two words. Nuclear radiation. While slumbering in the Pacific Ocean, a reptile was blasted by nuclear radiation. After absorbing the radiation, the reptile transformed into Godzilla, the city-destroying monster we respect and fear. While a lot of monsters are made to scare people, Godzilla was made because people were already scared. Godzilla was unleashed on Japan just nine years after atomic weapons were dropped on the nation during World War II. These weapons destroyed the cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki and were seen as awesomely destructive. Godzilla represents the fearsome power of nuclear radiation, which is just one more reason the nuclear lizard is so interesting. But Godzilla is also a symbol for love. Case in point, he is an adopted son. The little guy's name is Manila and he looks just like an adorable baby Godzilla. The two met when Baby Manila was being attacked by giant praying mantises. While not the most conventional adoption story, it speaks to Godzilla's good-natured spirit and fatherly charm, or motherly charm. Technically, we don't know Godzilla's gender, but that's besides the point. Baby Manila can't quite fight like Godzilla, but he can do some pretty cool tricks. For example, he can shrink down to the size of a human child, and he can talk. Imagine you're hanging out on the couch, and a child-sized Godzilla comes into the room and sits right next to you. Hey guys, it's me, Manila. 
You could do so many fun things with Manila, like play basketball or bake a cake or even help record this podcast. Hey, Manila, what's it like having a celebrity dad? It's pretty much like having any parent. But I communicate with mine telepathically, and sometimes he shoots lasers. Like most parents, Godzilla's been working since the early 50s, and he still looks great. Donata. And like most people from the 50s, he already owns a home that has skyrocketed in value. Because while regular people live in houses, apartments, or vans down by the river, Godzilla lives on a private island literally called Godzilla Island. There, Godzilla, his son, and some of his monster buddies hang out and await for the next threat to befall the Earth. But fear not, if a creature ever terrorizes your town, or more likely downtown Tokyo, it won't be long before someone yells, Run for your life! It's Godzilla! A laser-focused decoration of greatness for Godzilla. Elijah, what did you think about our own decoration of greatness? I definitely think that the judo was definitely, like, a big part. Um, I was very interested about the living on a private island. I would love to live on a private island myself. Yes, that sounds dreamy. Okay, Tom, it's time for your rebuttal. You've got 30 seconds to smash your competition, and your time starts now. Godzilla Island, not very creative. King Kong is from Skull Island. And talk about love. King Kong's a family man, too. Little movie called King Kong Lives includes a baby King Kong. Also, uh, throwing someone over your shoulders. King Kong pounds his fists on the ground and creates an earthquake. And finally, lasers. I'm not impressed. Lasers fix cataracts. It just doesn't do much for me. You have seven more seconds. And time. Excellent work. Tom was so concise and succinct. He didn't even need the whole 30 seconds. Well, now, Tom, you have some more time. It's your turn for your declaration of greatness. So tell us why King Kong deserves the crown. One of the most famous scenes in all of cinema is from the 1933 black and white classic King Kong when the mighty Kong climbs the Empire State Building. Let's go check it out. Hey, uh, buddy, what's going on? It's King Kong! What's King Kong? It's it's that giant ape that lived on Skull Island off in the middle of nowhere, not really hurting anyone, until this guy came along and gassed and shackled him to bring him here to be something for us to gawk at in a Broadway show. But, but he got scared by the camera flashbulbs, and he broke loose, and now he's climbing the Empire State Building. Are you not entertained? Oh, okay, I see. So he was brought here against his will and acted out because he didn't know how we live or what we do. Yes! So you're saying it's a completely different situation than that Godzilla thing. Because that lizard monster came out from the water and just attacked everyone for no good reason. So you're saying Godzilla's a bully, but we literally kidnapped King Kong... And now we're just living with the consequences of our own actions. Absolutely. You know, we should probably go find this Kong and tell him it's not his fault. We should have never bothered him. Let's go! Friends, King Kong is not a bad dude. He's just been pushed too far. In fact, of all the monsters out there, he's the one most likely to save you. Godzilla doesn't care about anything except except destroying stuff. Oh, Kong destroys things, too. Heck, he's given dinosaurs and sea serpents, and even a robot version of Kong, the what-for in his movies. But in New York, 
he only attacked when he was provoked, or, or when he's protecting those he loves, like Anne, a human woman that this big ape fell in love with. He would battle any monster to save her, including a T-Rex. And in the new Kong versus Godzilla movie, Kong protects humans to save his friend, a kid named Gia. Look at the two times there have been major movies where King Kong and Godzilla face off directly. Both movies have Godzilla breaking stuff all to heck, while we humans turn to Kong to help us. Yes, sir, Godzilla is the villain. Kong only wants to protect Anne, his lady love. He climbs to the top of the Empire State Building with her. Then he's attacked by a swarm of airplanes. He's fighting them off, but he's trying to hold on and trying to protect Anne. At one point, he sets her down gingerly. Then he's wounded by the plane's gunfire and tragically falls to his death. As one character says at the end of the movie, oh no, it wasn't the airplanes, it was beauty killed the beast. Here's another reason why Kong is better than Godzilla. King Kong was first. The original King Kong movie came out in 1933. The first Godzilla movie wasn't until 1954, 21 years later. And the Kong movie was groundbreaking with its use of special effects. In fact, the man who did the special effects for and co-created Godzilla, E.G. Tsuburaya, was completely influenced by King Kong as a kid. He later said, I never forgot that movie. I thought to myself, I will someday make a monster movie like that. So, no King Kong, no Godzilla people, checkmate, game, set, match. Next reason? King Kong was also an innovator at amusement parks. Universal Studios has had Kong-themed rides like Kongfrontation and King Kong Encounter and Skull Island Reign of Kong for decades. You ride through and suddenly a life-size animatronic Kong appears, towering above the cart you're riding in. Oh man, what memories, huh? And like all Kong-related things, these rides use special effects that are cutting edge and will keep you on the edge of your seat. Meanwhile, the first permanent Godzilla-themed ride at an amusement park just opened this year in Japan. King Kong, first again. You know, I hate to do this because I feel like I've just been taking a huge Kong fist to Godzilla, pummeling him to bits in this declaration of greatness, but, but I just have to. Godzilla was a Japanese creation, and we're using the English version of the name, Godzilla. In Japan, this lizard atomic breath monster is called Gozira. And that word, it's a mashup of two other words in Japanese, Gorida and Kotsira. Those are the Japanese words for gorilla and whale. Godzilla's original Japanese name means gorilla whale. Hello, Gorilla, homage to Kong, anyone? If it's not perfectly clear to everyone by now, the point here isn't who can destroy more stuff or has cooler powers. In this world of supersized destructive monsters, Kong is king. He's a trendsetter and literally the reason all the others came along. And 
Unlike that bully Godzilla, whose only setting is temper tantrum, you want King Kong on your side. Oh, he'll bust some heads too, but there's a chance of getting through to his heart, his ginormous, ginormous heart. A multifaceted argument for the sensitive and entertaining King Kong. Elijah, what do you think about that argument? The first thing that stuck with me is the King Kong always comes first. Like, I hate being second. I hate losing. I like being the original. And I think that that was one of the main things that stuck out to me. And the fact that they say that King Kong is just so loving and supportive. And he's just, it's a good way to get through to him. I think that that was something good to know. Very good. Well, Aron, it is time for your rebuttal. You've got 30 seconds to blast your competition, and your time starts now. What can we say about King Kong? I don't need to talk about the ape's racist origins or problematic history of grabbing ladies through windows. I can talk about his massive size. And that's all. If you want to see how interesting King Kong is, don't go to the movies, go to a zoo, because he really is just a big ape. I mean, the only cool things about apes are their use of tools and the possibility of using sign language. You know what? You know what's not going to protect you from laser breath? Sign language or any tools. <laughs> and so on time. the one side, you've got a laser karate. Time. Ah, oh, so close. <laughs> Elijah, it's time to award your first two points. And remember, we're asking you to judge based on one simple thing: which side is cooler? It's up to you to decide the criteria. Did one side bring more robust research? Maybe the other made you laugh more? Whatever it is, make a decision. But don't tell us which side is getting the points. So remember, one point for best declaration of greatness and one point for the best rebuttal. So have you marked down your points? Yes. Excellent. Tom and own. how are you feeling about the battle so far? Mm, man, I feel gorilla-rific. <laughs> I feel very good. Uh, I feel like I brought up a, a lot of really interesting points about Godzilla. But, you know, I got to uh, I gotta uh, give a little praise to Tom. I've got some primate sympathy going on. Uh, but I think in the end, Godzilla will prove through. All right. Well, it's time for a quick break. Tear up some buildings, pound your chest, whatever you need to do. And we'll be right back with more Smash Boom Best. You're watching State of Debate, home to rage and rhetoric and awe-inspiring argumentation. Taylor Lincoln here with my freaky friend and fallacy smasher. Todd Douglas. We crashed a serious logical fallacy fast today and stopped a slippery slope fallacy in its tracks. Logical fallacies are debate mistakes that make for weak arguments. And the slippery slope fallacy is when you think an itty bitty action or event will lead to an earth shattering outcome. Big personalities love to use it, but it's a load of baloney. Just listen to this from Chauncey the Clown. Whoa, I cannot perform my circus act without my lucky juggling balls. I will not go on. What's the difference? These balls are fine. Oh, no. If I don't have my lucky juggling balls, I will surely drop one. It will roll into the elephant ring. An elephant will slip on it, slide into the circus tent pole, which will crack and topple, sending trapeze artists flying into the stands as the tent collapses onto the audience. Yeah, 
yipes! That clown was slipping and sliding all over the place with that slippery slope fallacy. Just because he doesn't have his lucky juggling balls does not mean the circus tent is going to collapse on the audience. Or that any of those other terrible things are going to happen. That clown's got to try a new tactic. Because we're going to the circus right now. Come on, Todd. Coming. (laughs) Catch you next time on State State of of Debate. Debate. Smash. Smash. Best. You're listening to Smash Boom Best. I'm your host, Molly Bloom. And I'm your judge, Elijah. One of my favorite things about this show is all the amazing debate ideas we get from listeners like you. Check out this awesome debate suggestion from Nora. My debate idea is past versus future. It's about time we had this debate. We'll check back with Nora at the end of this episode to see which side she thinks should win. And now it's back to our debate of the day. Godzilla versus King Kong. That's right. And it's time for round two, the... Micro Round. For today's micro round, it's Monster Cribs. We're here to take a tour of your monster mansion. We want to know what makes your dig so jaw-droppingly fantastic. Our own went first last time, so Tom, you're up. Let's hear about King Kong's crib. Oh, hello. Hello. You're the reporter from uh, Mansions Magazine, right? Uh, Arthur Kong, nice to meet you. Oh, I know what you're thinking. King is just a title, though Arthur is my real first name. Come on in. The pool people are here. They're filling the pool. What can I say? My manse is a museum. Tall ceilings, tall doorways, that's important. Never forget the doorways. You will bump your noggin in nothing flat. <laughs> now, uh, let's see. Oh, oh, oh yes. Uh, th- this is the banana room. It has a chute, so the delivery people can just dump the whole truck of bananas straight in from the driveway. (laughs) I love technology. Uh, Speaking of technology, did you know the technology used on my first film? Revolutionary. The special effects had just never been done before. They used stop-motion animation and matte painting, rear projection, and miniatures all to make me look so alive to those audiences back in 1933. You know, there were even reports of some people fainting because it all just seems so real. Can you believe that? (laughs) Well, uh, I guess that's why I'm number 41 on the American Film Institute's list of 100 years, 100 movies. (laughs) Oops, oops, you, you won't find Godzilla on that list. Yeah, the plaque is over there next to the uh, reproduced skeletons of all the dinosaurs I felled on Skull Island. Oh, how I miss that place. Oh, will you excuse me? Hello, this is Arthur. (laughs) It's my agent. Hey, Morty, what do you got? Commercial? How much? Yeah, when? Yeah, take it. Bye. Oh, so sorry. Looks like we'll have to cut this interview short. So good of you to come. Listen, if you come back in nine or ten days, those folks out back should have the pool filled. Bring a towel. Okay. Ta-ta for now. A peek inside a monster mansion. Sounds pretty groovy. All right. Adron, tell us about Godzilla's gargantuan villa. 
Hey, Zilla gang, welcome to Monster Cribs, the only show where we show you what it's like to live like the king of the monsters. Now, some monsters have caves, others have forests, but Godzilla has a whole island. Welcome to Godzilla Island, everyone. This spot has everything. We've got a sick volcano, and you know you can't say no to a volcano. It's too hot to touch. <laughs> Most people don't know this, but when you're the size of a skyscraper, a volcano can be a great place to hold a barbecue. It's a one-of-a-kind smoke that you can't get anywhere else. Now, if you're feeling a little sick and achy, I suggest you try out one of our hot springs. <laughs> What can I say? Some monsters take showers. Godzilla likes baths. He's one of those. And when you're all done with the day or just want to play a game of catch with your enormous reptile son, take a walk through Santa Plains, a lush valley full of your favorite monsters. Plains are perfect for any monster size activity. Want to throw the old pig monster skin around? Head to the plains. Want to watch a foreboding meteor shower? Head to the plains. Want to duke it out with your platonic blood enemy? That's plane activity if I've ever heard it. That's all we've got for the show, but if you're ever rolling through the Pacific, come on by to Godzilla Island. Okay, Godzilla Island sounds like a pretty happening place. Elijah, what stood out to you in our debaters' micro-rounds? I think that for King Kong, or Arthur Kong, I should say, one of the things that were funny to me... One of the things that were funny to me was the little the little shade of the oh well the plaques over this way. I really like that. <laughs> and then for Godzilla, the comment about the volcano and the grill mm-hmm, is giving me like fresh <laughs> vibes, like the best steak I ever had off the grill. <laughs> oh, it's a tough decision. So you have to award a point though. Don't tell us who's getting it. The criteria is up to you. Where would you rather visit? Who seemed more persuasive? Who made you laugh more? up to you have you awarded a point oh what's a tough King one Kong. this, this one no. was a good round this is a good round <laughs> this is hard these debaters make it hard okay i've read my point okay then it's time for our third round the super stealthy <laughs> sneak attack your sneak attack today is initial thoughts We want you to write an acrostic poem for your side. That's a poem where the initial letter of each line spells out a word or phrase. For example, if your side was rat, you might write this acrostic. R, rodents. A, R, T, tricky. So it spells out rat. Luckily for us, Godzilla and King Kong are both eight letters. So it's a very even matchup. Tom and Aron, does that make sense? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll give you a few minutes to brainstorm. While you work, let's listen to some calming hold music. It's Godzilla, hear it cry, shooting lasers from its eyes. Atomic lizard, watch it scrape the sky. King Kong, watch him climb, scaling towers all the time. Awesome ape, a monster in his prime. Aron, you're up. Hit us with an atomic acrostic. 
Guardian of the Earth, <laughs> zany powers, incredible, loving, lizard, amazing. <laughs> That's very beatnik. Cool, Daniel. Very nice. Tom, we're ready for some chest-pounding poetry. Give us what you got. Kong is necessary. Guy kills only the nasty and greedy. Very good. Both very impressive acrostics. Elijah, which poem impressed you most? Give the team a point that you think won this sneak attack round. This one was a really good round. Our debaters are on fire today. Have you awarded your point? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Sounds like it was a tough decision. Yep, I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, ooh. They're not making it easy for you today. Well, it's time for our last round. The final six. Tom, you're up. You've got just six words to make a lasting impression on Elijah here. Give us that King Kong charisma. All right, you ready? Here we go. Without King Kong, there's no Godzilla. A thinker. I like it. All right, Otteron, your turn. Six words to get Godzilla-ish with it. What's it going to be? Fear a king. Praise a Godzilla. Very nice. All right. Today's behemoth battle is coming to an end. We've witnessed a supersized struggle, but it's time to award the final point and crown one of these marvelous monsters the Smash Boom Best. Elijah, are you ready to award the final point? Oh, my goodness, no. <laughs> Rowan and Tom, you guys have done such a good job. You've really stumped our judge. Yes, I know. Let's do this. Y'all have done an amazing job. I'm literally... What? Have you tallied? I've tallied. All right. Drum roll, please. The winner is... King Kong. Yes! Yes! <sighs> <sighs> It was the acrostic, wasn't it? I knew I shouldn't have used duh. (laughs) 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 So, Elijah, can you walk us through a little bit your decision-making process? Okay, up until the last round, it was completely tied. For the first round, it was a split. I think that Godzilla had an amazing rebuttal, but the Declaration of Greatness for King Kong, it just, it kind of stuck with me. Um, The mansion round, I gave that one to Kong just because of like I like the little cockiness like oh well here's my plaque (laughs) and here's the high walls the high ceilings and I just like that but the poem I gave it to Godzilla but the last round that was what really stumped me because I just think that King Kong really made this emphasis that without King Kong there wouldn't be a Godzilla and I just can't shake it I loved I loved Kong's mansion it was it was class it was classy all the way all his accolades, the money, the pool. He was lovely. Fantastic job with Godzilla, Ron. I loved I loved your your six words actually. Loving the king, respecting the Godzilla. The turn of phrase there, man. I'm a big fan. Well, that's it for today's Colossal Clash. Elijah crowned King Kong the Smash Boom best, but what about you? Head to smashboom.org and vote to tell us who you think should win. Smash Boom Best is brought to you by Brains On and APM Studios. It's produced by Rosie DuPont, Sandin Totten, Ruby Guthrie, and Molly Bloom. We had engineering help from Johnny Vince Evans and Jeremy Cosley. And we had production help from Mark Sanchez and Manica Wilhelm. Our executive producer is Beth Perlman, and the APM Studios executives in charge are Lily Kim, Alex Shaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Rosie DuPont is the voice of our hold music, and our announcer is Marley Feuerworker Otto. We want to give a special thanks to Austin Cross and Taylor Kaufman. 
Tom, is there anyone you want to thank today? Everybody, just everybody. I'm in a good mood. I feel good. King Kong won. You're all great. How about you, Aaron? Any special shout outs? I want to thank Elijah, and I want to reiterate my thanks to the team at Smash Boom Best. Thank you for being here. And Elijah, do you want to give any special thanks today? I want to give a special thanks to everybody. I appreciate being here. I appreciate listening to the debate. It was really fun. This is such a lovely end. Well, before we go, let's hear who Nora thinks should win in her future versus past debate. I think that past would win because we can learn so much from the past learn from the mistakes we made in the past and find how us humans evolved from where we were a long time ago. Do you have an idea for a knockdown dragout debate? Head to smashboom.org and tell us about it. We'll be back with a new debate battle next week. Ta-ta! So long. See you later! Ready, Elijah? Yes. Are you ready now? Definitely. Let's do it. Are you ready mm. now? <laughs> Wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're doing great. Let's do it. <laughs>